everybody. Welcome to the Dumb and Dense Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Avalara. Uh, yeah, today's going to be a special episode. Today, uh, we actually don't have Keenan or Seb on the podcast right now. This is going to be more of a focused episode. Uh, we're going to be focusing on, um, I have three of my friends here. We're going to be uh, interviewing them. They are three, um, quote me on this, don't, uh, like, don't quote me on this, but like they're three up and coming artists, if you guys want to put it that way um but yeah so let's uh, before before we get into that um just the layout for the next two weeks uh next week we're actually gonna have our uh spider-man ranking just in prep for the uh spider-man no way home uh movie premiere coming in december 17th and then me and keenan are actually gonna do a kind of uh after movie reaction the week after for our final episode of the year and then we're actually going to go for Dumb and Dance as a whole. We're going to go on a month break to kind of just recuperate everything, kind of figure out what we want to do. Uh, and also just give us a break. We've been at this since March. So, um, yeah, um, that's pretty much it. And if uh, you like hearing what you hear today, please make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast services, just search up Dumb and Dance. And also follow us on Instagram at Dumb and Dance for any notifications or updates on episodes so let's get started with the episode um yes yeah, so we just do some introductions now uh maybe uh games you want to just introduce your name um yeah what you what you do for sure yeah what up my name is patrick Gaines, uh also known as Gaines travels on a lot of social media platforms i'm a photographer and videographer uh i do a lot of creative work in that field um also a contractor for a lot of different agencies around the Portland metro area and uh, love just creating and telling people's stories through video mostly. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Dom, you're next. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's up? My name is Dominic Lugonis. Um, I go by Young Doms as a musician artist. Uh, so far, got four albums out two singles and an EP with an album coming out very soon. Um, and yeah, I just, I love music and I do a little bit of like other stuff, but it's mostly music. And Bryce. Oh, yo, yo, what's good, everybody. Um, my name is Bryce Cobbs. Also known as art by Bryce. Um, I paint and I draw. I just, I'm a freelance artist. Um, I love telling my personal stories. I love explaining life through my personal lens in the form of visual arts. Um, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty much it. <laughs> cool. Um, let's get this interview started. Uh, first question here. Um, so, as you guys just presented, you guys have three different mediums that you guys all um, commit yourself to. So, what makes your medium special to you, and like, why? Do, why what drives you to like pursue this medium? So if anyone wants to jump in first, they can jump in first. But who wants to go? I'll give it a I shot. Can... <laughs> All right. You know, so I started out with photos and whatnot. I'll and go. I, thought... I, can, I can go. Okay. Well, <laughs> or what... I think you, I think um, Bryce is on a little delay right yeah. now. Okay. Like, All right. Yeah. All right. So okay. we're going to have to work with that. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I start. I mean, I started out with photography and I thought, man, like, this is great. I can really, I, I didn't have like, I didn't think I could do a lot of photography work when I was younger. Cause my, my dad and my sister were really good at it. And I'm like, man, like, I don't even have a camera. What am I going to shoot with? Like, so I started out with like a little point and shoot and really from there, I just started just practicing every single day and from there I got into like the skating scene and that's where video came along for me and that's where everything started where I was like man I can actually tell like I know a picture can tell a lot but video I can tell more of a story if I wanted to and so that's what to me is like so special about it is that I feel like in that medium like you can you can really express what you want or what's going on in your mind and like share it out with people um, and hopefully they can connect with it. So um, a lot of what I do is I try to either 
if I'm on a shoot, um, I'll try and make a video behind behind the scenes or just focus that and make that the piece in and of itself by storyboarding. And a lot of my inspiration really comes from like a lot of music as well. So when I listen to that, then it just kind of like formulates in my head of like, what do I want to shoot that can like maybe come out of that music that I hear. So, yeah. Um, Bryce, you want to go up next? Uh, yeah, I think my mic is a little uh, delayed. So sorry for the weird like pauses and everything. But um, yeah, I think um, I've always had kind of a fascination with with art. Period. Um, you know, visual, musical, all types of different kinds of art. Um, I've never been a, a, a talker really. Like it's hard for me to put things into words. I guess I don't like giving speeches. You know what I'm saying? Like interviews and stuff is cool because it kind of gets me out of my box. But um, I feel like I just gravitate gravitated towards things like writing and drawing to kind of express myself. Um, and it kind of just boiled, it kind of just started up from there. Um, you know, I just used to, I can remember just drawing and all my notebooks supposed to have school stuff in them. And it's just full of like pictures of all types of just stuff. I just felt like drawing, trying to just be distracted, you know what I'm saying? Daydreaming and stuff like that. It's just, I don't know. I've just kind of always felt like that's what something I was supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like a calling almost. Um, I really got serious with it around, um, I guess, high school. I really decided that either... I'm going to go to college and I'm not going to really know what I want to do or I need to find something, you know what I'm saying, that I'm good at. So I kind of just kind of explored drawing and painting even more and practice and practice and practice and everything. And just kind of fell in love with it. I fell in love with the process. I think I just fell in love with the, the challenge of always getting better, I guess, and trying to find different materials and things to work in. Just as a, just to echo what I said earlier, just to express myself in that, in that kind of creative way. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much um, it. That's pretty much it. Um, do you want to go? Yeah. Uh, wait, can you repeat the question real quick? Yeah. Um, what makes your medium special to you? Okay, yeah. Ooh. Um, basically, I mean, music has been a part of, like, a big part of my life from before I was born. Like, my dad used to put headphones on my mom's stomach and would play music. Like, I don't know. I thought that's funny. But, uh yeah, my dad, he was a saxophone performance major in college. So, you know, music has been a significant role in his life. And so, you know, as my dad, he's going to impact my life. Um, but yeah, I mean, like music is just like such an integral part of like society. And, you know, to see like as somebody who like looks at artists and the impact they have on people, as well as like looking at the way that artists have impacted me it's a really big like kind of like man that's crazy and you know I started doing band in middle school and I was like this is awesome then in high school did even more in high school and it was like this is pretty freaking this is it and uh I started making beats on GarageBand on my phone and that was kind of like just joshing and people would be like oh this is kind of cool dude like I was like thanks and then I started taking it really seriously in college when I like I got like a MacBook. So then I was able to like really like work out the little kinks and like GarageBand and then Logic. So then I felt like capable, like technically capable of like creating like full songs. So at that point, I was like, yeah, this is something I really enjoy doing. Sorry about that, everybody. Uh, we got some technical difficulties, but uh, we're gonna get back to the interview now. So, uh, actually, we're gonna start with, with let's start with Gaines. So, right. um, Gaines, do you want to rattle off some? Of the, I don't know if you want. I know you don't. I don't feel like you want to do this, but like, do you want to just uh, name name drop some of the like credible like people like credible partners you worked with before? If you want to. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of the companies or people I've worked with while doing work with other. Um, agencies i guess would say like um nike nike is a big one out here um so built some of the false walls and stuff yeah. for the set which is pretty neat um leading up to actually having some of those um photos and whatnot be featured in one of their uh, wholesale company partners uh oh. champs sports so going into a store and seeing that and part of something that you were part of was pretty neat um i'd say 
Um, some other interesting companies would be Denon Audio. Um, who else? It's quite a bit of other people, yeah. I guess, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like going with that, um, how has that helped you in your journey, in your journey as a photographer, as a filmographer? Like, how does that help you grow um, as one? Like working with those credible partners? Um, it helps with becoming more uh, I mean yeah it, be, it makes you more credible in a way in this sense for me as being a freelance for now um, trying to get jobs and networking it helps a lot uh, that's a very important part about um, what I do is really networking and from there you do get these opportunities as like if somebody has a great experience with you they kind of just it's word of mouth and it spreads and so as much as it is like doing the work, it's also making sure that your own personal image is somewhat of like, you, you kind of have to unfortunately kind of just shamelessly self-promote yourself in a way mm-hmm. and be like, hey, like, you know, I, I, I didn't like doing that at first. I was very nervous about doing that. I didn't like doing it because I'm kind of a quiet person to begin with. Mm-hmm. So me for me to go out and do that type of stuff, it's like, like, do I really want to do that? But um you kind of get over that and it's like you know you are the brand you are putting out so gains travels that is like it all started out with me just traveling but then it morphed into this whole like well this brand and identity people just knew me as gains travels like i would go up to models and they're like i'd be like yeah my name is patrick and they're like i feel like i've seen you somewhere and they're like (laughs) gains travels and it's like that just was my name to other people that i just didn't like really think and realize so okay yeah um hey let's switch the focus to to dom so um dom when it comes to music especially when it comes to grassroots music coming not like independent like coming up and stuff you get the stigma of especially now you get the stigma of like soundcloud rapper so like how do you like how how hard like how hard is it and how do you differentiate like differentiate yourself from the millions of artists that are coming out like every day like there's like there's hundreds of artists like posting their stuff on soundcloud on spotify because the barriers to entry on music has gone like ex- like they've gone like a lot easier in the past yeah. like decade so like how like in your experience how have you differentiated 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 yourself from that um i think a big part is just your your level of commitment because I've seen a lot of people who like they call themselves an artist, but that seems to be more of a title more than like the defining factor of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they'll be like, yeah, I'm an artist and they'll make one song over four years. And it's like, well, I mean, like an artist, like you got to like do things. You can't just like say you're an artist and then not like I could say I'm an astronaut I just haven't gone to space yet you know so it's kind of like at that point like labels don't really mean anything um like if you want to be like official but yeah like for the whole SoundCloud thing I refuse to post on SoundCloud for that reason um another thing that I've done is I've like really like forced myself to expand beyond just like rap I started with rap And it's like, you know, something I enjoy doing, like I like being creative with the flow or like whatever, but it's like, you know, committing myself to making something that's different, like, like R&B, like traditional or modern, or like, you know, making like a dance hall song or like doing Spanish music, because it's like, once people see that variety, they're going to kind of think about it a different way, because you can't be a SoundCloud rapper if you're singing R&B, you know? Because it, it's SoundCloud, our singer doesn't have the same connotation. But yeah, I mean, like, I try to collaborate with a lot of people who take it seriously, too. It's kind of difficult to, like, weed out the people sometimes, like, on their level of commitment to the art and, like, why they do it. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, and then hopefully it's working now. Uh, Bryce, can you hear me? You good? um okay yeah it's a little it's still a little iffy i don't know what's Um, going on with with my audio and it's uh kind i can hear you for the most part bro i'm sorry 
cool no okay so here's here's your question here um for you the thing that jumped out at me the most just yeah, I'm good. kind of yeah looking at your um like your stuff is that like you got a pretty good following right now on social media um just want to discuss some of like what your presence is right now like what some of the numbers that you that you have i know that doesn't really mean a lot but like how have you um grown your social media presence to what it is today like how long did that take you what are the some of the things that you've done to to put in like what are some of the work that you put in to do uh, to, to get to this point um i would say i've just tried to be as consistent as possible um i would when i first like i guess not discovered <laughs> social media but when i first started downloading all the social media apps, you know, like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all of that. Pretty much the only thing I would post was like drawings, you know what I'm saying? And I wasn't doing it to get a following. I was just doing it to share, I guess, just to show people. Not really expecting anything to happen after that. Just, I really just wanted to show people that I like to do art kind of. Um, but, you know, after that, after I started taking it more seriously and really realizing how social media can be a tool to help you grow. Like I was looking at social media all wrong in the beginning. Once I kind of re like reorganized, I guess my priorities with it, um, I started really getting to. I try to treat my social media as if it was a portfolio, and showing the stuff that I think people want to see. You know what I'm saying? Showing stuff that I think would help other people. You know what I'm saying? Trying to trying to form relationships with people over through social media and through things like that, and um, just doing things like that early on. Before, like I said, I'm a quiet guy. I don't really talk much. I don't really mingle a lot. So social media kind of gave me that voice that kind of could help me. I guess scream with my art a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Um, when I went to when I went to college, it was a little bit a little bit easier for me to get out of my shell. I was kind of thrown into a, a environment where I had to. And so me being an art student, it was a um thousands and thousands of other students who could do exactly what I did, you know what I'm saying? So I kind of had to find uh find some things about my style to kind of separate myself and I think that's what I kind of started posting more, trying to post more of my style and posting more of this and trying to find more people who I could form relationships with and network with at school who kind of shared my interests and the styles that I like to do. And we kind of just kind of helped each other grow, you know what I'm saying? Word of mouth was was crazy, you know? If I couldn't do a piece that somebody wanted me to do, I would tell my friends and then vice versa. The friends that wanted, you know, they would tell me. And then that's how we would kind of network and get work around for each other. So we kind of helped each other grow in that sense. Um, yeah, like it's just networking was huge. Uh, after after that, it was just, I went right I went right back to social media, Instagram. I just started posting and posting and posting. Mm. I would um, I was never really like, I didn't ask people to follow me because I felt like that was like too too pushy, I guess. So I would just follow people. I might comment on their work like, "Yo, this is awesome." Follow mm. my favorite artist like, "Yo, this is dope. This is so cool. I love this." And then you know, by chance, they might take a look at my work and then they might say, "Oh, look, you're actually you know what I'm saying, I actually like your stuff." And they would um, they would follow me back, and then I guess it kind of would snowball like that. A few people would follow me, um, and you just you never know who you never know who knows who. And I guess that's really the main thing mm. about. It. I keep going back to social media because that's really like what really helped me grow. It's just the fact that I would know somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody. Like you mm. know what I'm saying. And all it would take is one retweet or one share for that person to see see your stuff. And it kind of just kept like that. It just keeps snowballing in that kind of way. Okay, cool. Um, what I what I want from this like interview or like when I post this, I really want people to be like inspired by this, and I want people to like learn more about these mediums and like the the uh, I'd say like this like how to get into them, like what what's the benefit, like what's um. How has this helped you in your in all three of your your lives? So like, just given like given that, um, let's say if I was a person that wanted to get into one of your three three mediums, what is one specific tip that you would give me to to say like this is what you need to know before getting into this into this um into this medium? So I keep keep saying medium, but let's <laughs> like get into whatever you want to do. So uh, let's start with Dom. Oh, um, man. Um, this is kind of just a general tip, I think, that could work for really any field or any 
you know, industry you really want to get into, like drop the ego, like don't let the fact that you feel like you could be the best and you feel like you're the best, like affect the way that you interact with others. Cause like, like Bryce was saying, it's like, you don't know who knows who. And if you come off the wrong way to somebody that could like, you know, not like derail your reputation, but it could impede something beautiful that could happen. Cause I know like if I work with another artist who is like egotistical or they view themselves as like, you know, not better than you, but like that they take themselves more seriously than they take you. It kind of like, it's a condescending tone and it can like really like affect your just overall like ability to succeed. But to get more specific, learning technical skills is like so important because like, I don't really look at it as like, you can learn how to be like super creative. Like you can hone your creative skills, but I feel like it's kind of like an inherent thing you have, but it's like learning how to mix a song or learning how to, you know, set up a whole little like workstation, like physical workstation along with the digital workstation. It's like a huge deal. Cause I use like a USB mic and a lot of people are like, why do you use that? And I'm like, well, I can mix it. So it sounds good. Like I don't need a $500 mic to define my music as like high quality, you know? Um, so yeah, just learning, learning the, the basics from self-teaching to like YouTube videos. You can take classes on that stuff too, but I mean, YouTube is a really good tool, mm. but yeah, I would just say like technical skills are a huge thing. And, um, learning to dissociate subjective opinions versus like constructive feedback. Mm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Gaines, oh, Gaines, you want to go next? Sure. Yeah. Um, I would say from the start, I feel like I've always kind of bushwhacked through videography and photography. Like, I mean, I started back in primary school or middle school, I guess, middle school, I'd say, yeah, middle, middle school. And just started like finding my way. And like Dom said, almost like, you know, YouTube videos help a lot with like understanding kind of like, kind of, you can kind of get a concept from that and like figure out kind of out of off of other people, what you kind of want to do. But I would say really, if I had like one tip for somebody is like find the niche that you want to like really get into in a way and like really hammer that in um, because I was all over the place with like video and photo. It's like, I was doing wedding videos or wedding photography or senior photos or portrait photography or all these other things. But it's like, at the end of the day, like when you actually want, if you want to go and work for an agency or work with them as a contractor, when I came down to like, what is, what are you specifically good at? Like, cause a lot of these people in the business, it's like, they, you know, they have this one focus thing that they're so good on. And, and I will say like, when you first start though, I definitely recommend people to kind of like branch out and see kind of like what type of areas they want to try and like, just like try different things and to help expand, like see what they are good at and what they aren't good at, but then really start focusing in. Cause I felt like I was going all over the place for so long um, that I see some of these other younger <laughs> creators out there that are, you know, they're, they're finding things faster than I yeah. am, but, but at the same time, you know, you just need to find that little something that you are good at, or you are different from, I mean, and, and in a way, like, I'll say, like, I think most of the content creators I've met, they most of them will probably say that they never had to take like a class or an online class like of some sort or like mm -hmm. production to really really go into that field that they are yeah. in making this amazing content for whatever company it may be so don't get discouraged and like that means like and in a way like you can do outside of traditional school so you know there are so many resources out there nowadays that, and so much good like technology now. Just go out and, and just get your hands on it and just go for it. That's that's mm -hmm. the biggest thing is go out there and create and just keep pushing yourself every single day. 
and I, and I think that's like given like anything like just for me like in this like podcast thing um it's really just like me like me and my friends like we we just had to take the leap of faith and like no matter what even if you fail like that you learn from that and I think that goes for anything in life it's it's really like you never know unless you unless you like you do something like if it's going to work out or not like very true like the old like the old thing is like you miss 100 percent of the socks you don't take like that's yeah. true for a lot of things so i think yeah. you putting that out there like that's i think that's what a lot of young people need to learn is like um like already messing yourself up before you even get there like <laughs> you're already taking yourself out of the game like before you like even like try so like i think it's really whatever like you want to do it's like just try it out like fail like you're, you're young like you yeah. can, you can fail and you can get back up um you don't have so all the it's a lot of it yeah a lot of it's not like, like a lot of people it's not like a talent thing it's a mindset thing i think yep so um because because ta- talent can be worked on talent you can work on your talent and you can work on whatever you want to do you can build that up but like when it comes to the mindset thing it's it's a thing that starts from the beginning i think so yeah um yeah so uh bryce do you want to give like one tip that you think would be if someone to or to start drawing or to start I'm doing art like what would you give them what's the one tip you think you need to know this before you go in <laughs> the one tip it's it's a lot of tips man I'm trying to narrow it down to one but yeah <laughs> I think the most important I think the most important is what Dom hit on earlier um mm-hmm. kind of getting getting rid of the ego and that you can like kind of spread that out into like a different umbrella of different things honestly because you just have to have that ego where or you have to get rid of the ego where you think that you're the best don't be arrogant don't be cocky. Don't be unwilling to learn and get better. Um, it's just, you have to get rid of that. Then you also just have to um, be willing to accept the criticism, like Don said. Mm. A lot of people are going to, people are not going to like what you do. Like, they're just not. It's going to be people that like it, and it's going to be people that uh, don't like it. And you just have to accept that. And you can't let those certain things kind of dictate how you express yourself artistically. Or creatively, you have to um, stick true to stay true to like who you are as a as a creative, and just get rid of the ego. That's I think that's just the main thing. And then anything else under that, I can just I guess follow mm-hmm. through. Cool, cool, and yeah, like um, I think when it comes to just like again, when it comes to mindset and attitude, I think there's a difference between like self belief and like thinking that you're that you're above everyone. I think there's a there's a fine line yeah. there, and I think. Um, as like you go on throughout your journey, that's something you, 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 you like, you need to figure out if you want to start, like start doing something. Um, but yeah, um, just like another quick question here. Uh, where are your guys' like inspirations? It doesn't have to be like a, like a person or like a, like an actual thing, or like, it could be like ideas, like anything that inspires you, like what, what inspires you to do like what you, like what you do. So. I mean, maybe Dom, it's a little bit easier because it's like music's a little bit more tangible, but like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me think. I mean, honestly, like, I just view myself as a, a cultural sponge. So it's like, you know, everything is happening, everything in culture, everything in just everyday life is happening, you know? So <clears throat> I think that's a really like, it has a big impact whether I want to believe it or not, you know? um but i mean like specifically motivating my music it's the haters the haters motivate i'm not gonna lie like because there's people who don't want you to succeed and there's people who like don't believe in you and it's like that's fine like i don't need you to believe in me i believe in myself enough for the both of us um you know them i mean like obviously the motivators like the people who are like dude like when's this music coming out i'm like yeah that makes me like feel motivated Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like just like general topics about life, you know, like I think you have to walk into it with a little bit of a level head though. Cause like, I know people who like, they react way too quickly. And so they end up making something that may have a genuine intention, but comes off really gimmicky Mm. or like really like not cool. Like, um, when the whole George Floyd thing happened, I know a dude who like dropped a song like a week later and it was like, it was so out of pocket because like he didn't take a chance to like sit back and really think about what he was saying. 
but it just came off really odd and i was like whoa dude like you gotta like there's a lot of emotion in this and like obviously music emotion but it's like i think a process that i really learned how to do was like curate the passion in all the right ways so that it's not like sounding dumb like because i mean i'll admit one of my like least favorite songs that i'm redoing basically like it was very specific and very reactionary on the time about like a relationship thing that i had going on and so when i listen to that song now i'm like what the fuck like wait can i say that my bad no it's okay yeah good go ahead <laughs> yeah it's like man like this is like so tacky because it's like i'm talking about these very specific things and then like people are like dude i love this song man like this is like one of your best songs and i'm like no way like what are you talking mm-hmm. about but yeah i mean in terms of motivations yeah like it's just like whatever i'm feeling whatever's happening a culmination mm-hmm. of that you know okay yeah does anyone yeah, else I definitely, wanna... um, yeah. i definitely agree with the um with the cultural response thing but personally for me um, i'm just inspired by music a lot like i mm-hmm. love music I love music. I can sit in my room and listen to music all day. I sometimes I get in my car and just drive just so I can listen to music. You know what I'm saying? Um, it kind of gives me just another thing to I guess vent. I guess vent to like when I'm feeling overwhelmed. If I'm sitting listening to music, that gives me time to not do anything, not overthink, not work, not stress, not be focused on fitness. You know what I'm saying? It just kind of anything. I guess I'm motivated and inspired by anything that gives me my peace back. So anything like whether that be music, whether that be playing game, you know what I'm saying? Anything, anything is like like super, super inspiring. It's like it can get me to my peace and it can calm me back down. Um along with music, I would say I don't want to sound corny, but I just love like art. I'm inspired by art, different types of art. I love watching, you know, animated movies cartoons i just appreciate the art form and everything so i can i just see art everywhere when i step outside i see mm. art in the nature and things like that so whenever i need to take a break or whenever i need like that piece that i was talking about i literally just either go outside and just take a break take a walk and listen to music those are the two main things for me personally yeah. okay nice um i know that i i think i think gains needs to uh leave in a in a couple of like minutes so i'll give Sounds him his good. time um <laughs> yeah. before you go is there uh Gaines, is there anything you want to plug or anything for like what you do like what you're doing right now um of our listeners <laughs> well, travels yeah. travels on every social media i mean i would like to say like what motivates me like yeah, I, yeah, honestly yeah um i mean so in a way i would say like dom and bryce have said like music has helped me a lot with uh inspiration wise like i i listen to music daily and when i go through these certain songs like it get, it brings up just certain imagery in my head and it makes me want to like think how what could i do like how could, could i do something like it just it makes me think more about like different video ideas that i have and i'll write them down and it's just like um i think it's been that has been really interesting for me as a creator because a lot of people always are like wow like the song choices are things that you do like at dirt depending on the piece it's like like i try to kind of bounce the music and the video off of each other in a way sometimes but also um i would say uh movies as well have also had a big influence on how I look at things like or any video really like a lot of people will watch a video and be like wow like the visuals are great or whatnot but I like start breaking it down I'll go like frame by frame and see like certain things or I'll just like start nitpicking and really look and then see can I replicate that or can I do it differently um and someone else who also I like really like uh for just the motivation part is like Fulandis. he's on instagram and youtube and whatnot and like his his film photography is just like it is 
it captures so much, whether it be a video or photos. And that's another thing that has really, for me as like, as a creator, I've like started to slow down and maybe I'm not posting as much on Instagram and whatnot, but like, I want to slow the process down and like really think about what I'm doing before I post it. So at the end of the day, yeah, those are some of my motive or motivations, I guess. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and before you leave, is there anything you want to put out there to our audience that they can go to, to see your work? <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say if you want to check out some of my stuff, I go to gainstravels.com, my website, or Instagram, Gains Travels. I think most of my social media will be just Gains Travels, but I appreciate uh, being able to uh, be on this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, everybody, go watch Gains Travels Real on his website, bro. <laughs> like, if you want to see this man go crazy with the camera, that's it. That's it. I appreciate it. Brother. <laughs> um okay uh do you guys do you guys want to still keep going i don't know if you don't yeah, I'm done. You want to, i have like i have a couple yeah, more I'm questions okay um yeah. so one more question uh one quite one big question i had here and i i don't think i, I hear a lot like of talk about this um i don't know when it comes to like people talking about their art but like the the balance of the art and the practical so like I know like with like jobs like a like a doc like a doctor or like a um I don't know like a teacher there's a oh there's a um there's a there's an order there's an order you need to go to you need to go to school you get a degree you put in the work and you get you get there you like if a doc if you're a doctor you go to med school the high chances you're going to get a job you put in the work you get the job and I think the difference between that and art is that the return on investment of the work you put in and what you actually get out is such a like it's such a dice roll it's like you you never know that you could you could be the hardest working artist in the world and whatever you do and you could get nothing out of it and that's that's the reality for some people so i want to know um in your in both of your experiences how have you dealt with the balance between the art and the practical so uh if you want to go first on that yeah bryce you want to go first yeah yeah um i would say that's a great question because me and my brother was literally just talking about this um as a freelance artist i do this full time so everything i i make is from like art and i actually uh, i had had two jobs before like i was working two jobs and i, I quit to do art full time so mm -hmm. me and my brother was kind of talking about it like like you eat what you kill kind of you know what i'm saying like it's it's hard but i think the work that we put in it's gonna, you're going, it's gonna be fruitful in the end, you know what I'm saying? It's really difficult, in my experience and things that I've seen, that the hardworking person doesn't eventually, you know what I'm saying, get rewarded for it. Because mm. me and my, you know, as this, from our experience, my brother's a producer as well, we both just, like, we have to work. Everything we had to, to make money, we have to go out and grind. And I think that that just speaks to the, like, how hard you wanna work for it. I feel like the people it is and the weird thing about it is like life the people who you know take shortcuts sometimes they win you know that's mm -hmm. just the that's just the truth but it doesn't it shouldn't stop us it doesn't stop me from trying to work hard you know what i'm saying so um going back to I, your I like uh, oh sorry i don't know if i'm interrupting you no, or anything no. but no, go ahead, go ahead. Um, going back to that notion of you going full-time what was the decision process in your head to do that like what was were you were you hesitant? Was it like, oh, okay, I'm ready to go all in? Because what is it? What does a person need to know before they say like, okay, I'm gonna do this 100%. Like, I'm gonna go into it. What do you What do you need mentally really? to go into that? So I wouldn't suggest people do it the way that I did it. You know what I'm <laughs> I did it kind of just like I was just set up with my job. I had a good opportunity for my art coming up, and I felt like my job was holding me back from being able to work on it um so i kind of just sat sat to my sat with myself for a while and was trying to like balancing the pros and the cons i guess so i did i put some thought into it um and i kind of went with a more emotional answer than a reasonable practical answer mm -hmm. i was kind of just like where do i find my most the most of my and going back to what i said about my piece like i love my piece but i like not having the stress um i like having things i like feeling like i'm in control of my own you know what I'm saying, situation. And at, at my job, that when I was working, 
I just didn't feel like I was in control. Like, you know what I'm saying? I woke up early mornings, left late afternoon, every day. You know what I'm saying? Barely had time to draw, barely had time to paint, barely had time to do anything but work. And I had this opportunity where I would need to invest like pretty much all of my energy into art. And so I said, you know what? This is this I'm stressed, I'm constantly stressed, I'm constantly tired. I don't wanna be I don't wanna be tired anymore. I don't wanna be tired doing something for somebody else. I wanna be tired doing something for me. So I kind of just like, boom, that was the decision. Once I thought about that, I was like, I don't care what my family thinks. I don't care what anybody thinks because at the end of the day, it's my life. It's what I choose to do. I have to deal with my own consequences. So I kind of just made that decision like right there. Like I realized that if I'm gonna work hard, I'm gonna work hard doing something that I want to do, regardless mm -hmm. if it's going to be fruitful immediately or sometime down the line. Okay. Um, Dom, do you want to go? and talk about the balance between the art and the practical for on your side and your perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely have a different perspective. Um, as an artist who is not signed, it's, I'm not getting paid anything. Like I've made over the last, like, man, like three years, I've made like $40 off of stream revenue. And 10 of that is actually doesn't even count. Cause it was like a referral program thing. But I mean, like you, you just really have to love it. Like, I don't do it for the money. Like I do it because I love music and I love making music. And yeah, I listen to my own music. I'm not going to lie. But, um, you know, like I do it because I know people may resonate with that or may want to hear that or may need to hear that. But yeah, I mean, for me, I came into like I, you know, I didn't start taking music seriously till I hit college. And like my game plan was like, just do something that's going to be a good safety net. Like, so, you know, as a double major, I'm busy and I'm doing a lot of things and I'm learning a lot of different life skills. And like, ideally being a full-time artist would be like the goal. Mm -hmm. But like, I kind of look at it as like, I have this safety net and until I can consistently surpass that like safety net of like financial security and ability to like live life and not have to worry about like how I'm going to pay rent next month or how I'm going to eat. Cause like, I really don't want to have those concerns because that just like freaks me out. So yeah, like I came into college so that I could have skills to get me like a real job that may get me real money. And then, you know, I don't necessarily want to just keep it as a hobby the whole time. Cause I'd like to, to go bigger. Yeah. Um, so if I go bigger and it gets consistently, like I'm doing numbers and I can say, or if I get like, you know, picked up by a label, I'll be like, yeah, I can quit a job or like do whatever, but you know, yeah, yeah that's just me being like very cautious. Cause like, I don't know. I just don't want to like end up in a situation that I really don't want to be in. Yeah um and I, and I think with that like that's that's totally valid like that's like you, you like you you like you have that safety net and i think with a lot of people it's like if you have that safety net i think that should encourage you more to try like to do that because like you have something to back up on and like um it should encourage you more to be like okay i'm actually gonna work hard on this because i have something to like catch me if i if i fail and i can i can fail and i can i have the chances to fail and get back up and i think um and that's what a lot of people like again a lot of people are like really like quick to like quit when something like bad happens yeah so i think with like that safety net it's like it's even more of a reason to keep going and more of a reason to keep honing your craft um going off with like the art and the practical i want to discuss the notion of like selling out so like I don't know if you guys like have like have been in the like oh like a thought of this being in this position, but like going to something like um like for you, Dom, like like you let's say you create this following here and you 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 get this big following on like on the underground and like you sign to a label and you get this notion of oh he's sold out. But like like it's like a I don't know how to like explain it, but like it's like a of the of like the artist i don't want to generalize but like of the artist culture it's it's like um the more like the more misery you have like the more like the more you're respected that you don't yeah. that you don't sell out to like 
the big corporations. So, like, what are your thoughts on that, of, like, selling out? I mean, I don't view signing with a label as, like, necessarily, mm-hmm. like, you're selling out. I think it's more compromising what you want to do and what you're i think selling out for me um i don't know i don't want to speak for you but like from my point of view of like what true selling out means is selling out to the morals that you started with and like what you wanted to do and that that changes because of outside sources i think that's selling out to be i think it's more of like an individual thing rather than a collective thing like of everyone thinking i think you can only sell out to yourself but I don't know if you want to go on with that or. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, ideally, like if I were to get picked up by a label, I would rather them recognize that I'm doing what I'm doing and that it's good. So they're investing in me to make a profit for themselves and help me grow, continuing to do what I do. Cause like, I don't really see that as selling out. Like I would see it as selling out if they were like, Hey, you have a great voice. Like, how about you stick to country? And I'm like, hell no, I don't do country. Like I do what I do. So for, I think that's like, if you, if they try to put you in a box and you're just like, you know what, fine, I'll, I'll take the box like whatever. I mean, but also like if I were to like get contacted by a label and they're like, Hey, like, you know, we want you to do a full rap album. And I may be like knee deep in like doing r and I'm not going to be like, no. But I think another thing would be like to use that strictly for my own gain. So it's like, I'll be like, Hey, like I'll do like one or two albums. And then if I can gain enough traction, then it's like, I can go back to independent and I'll have that following and I'll have the money to be able to invest in like a real, like, you know, marketing plan and all these like other things that help uplift you as an artist that I can't do right now. Cause I'm a broke boy. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't think like, like sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. And I'm not saying that like artists should like give up their dreams of being individual, but it's like, also if that's like the difference between putting food on the table and you not eating, like, I think you just have to do it, you know? And like, I think with like the artist thing, I think with telling out and not giving it, yeah, I think there's like some kind of, kind of like a give and take a lot of things where like in the beginning, like yeah. you don't have, you don't have any pull. Like you don't don't like no one, no one really knows you in the beginning and like you need to make those sacrifices of like hopefully like i like not saying compromising what you want to do but like having to make like those decisions to be like okay i need to i need to do this so later on i can do this and like as long as there's a later on then like that's i think that's okay because i think like um you kind of like yeah do you need to do whatever you need to do to kind of make it out here because it's like it's like in reality, you would want to be like, yes, I'm going to do whatever I want, but like, yeah, it's not, that's not the reality. So, um, but with Bryce, is there, is there that notion and like in the, in like the drawing and like our industry of like, of selling out or like, I don't know, what is your yeah, perspective on that? Time. Yeah. Big time. It's, um, it, it shows its face in a lot of different ways. Um, personally for me, um, for a while, I felt like I was selling myself, I guess selling myself short in the same sense as it's selling out. Um, I had when I first got my iPad, I was like drawing, trying to find a style, trying to find a style, trying to find a style. So I started doing these really realistic drawings, and it was they were received really well. Like everybody loved them. That's that's when I feel like I was at my peak as far as engagement goes. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it just wasn't fulfilling. I was like, I'm just, I literally was doing this for engagement, and I was like, I'm just doing this. People like it. This isn't even what I want to do. Like this this artwork isn't even saying anything you know what i'm saying i'm using this i'm using it for a personal gain you know what i'm saying which was cool at the time trying to gain a following so it was cool mm. but as a from an artist i felt like i was really selling myself short and i was wasting a lot of time so after i analyzed that i was like let me you know start doing things that i feel like is more rewarding to me on a um, creative level um and even like now i'm going through this weird struggle between like I don't want to get <laughs> crucified for saying you know what I'm saying speaking on crypto and all of this but the NFT world is huge right now like huge artists are able to make like tens of millions of dollars selling NFTs and as a sovereign artist the sovereign artist is like mm. that sounds good you know what I'm saying like that type of money is like it's pros and cons to NFTs it's, 
a lot of people say it's terrible for the environment and a lot mm-hmm. of people will die on that hill and a lot of people will die on the other hill and it's a lot of people that i know that have told me if i ever start doing nfts they will never support me again people that I <laughs> wow. tell me like every day too like literally like is that serious like i have people every day telling me to do nfts and my personal thing was like for for a little while i was like i'm just gonna do nfts like I'll just put some art up and sell it for thousands. Like it's easier to do that than try to sell mm. a, a, like an original painting. But then I had to like really analyze like, am I selling like, am I selling out? Cause the only reason I would do that is just cause it's money. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it because I feel like I could enhance the space. I would, I had to like be honest with myself. And these were real reasons. I was like, I'm, I'm not doing this because I like NFTs. I'm not doing it because I like the digital currency world or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm literally doing this to try to capitalize on the money. And when I realized, like, in my own personal practice, when I do things based off of that, I always fall short. Like, I always fall short conceptually, and I always fall short as far as my passion goes. I start getting, like, not as passionate about art whenever I follow that kind of that kind of mm-hmm. um, trajectory. So I really had to, I, I really wanted to just, die, you know, make sure I do my research, study, and do things, make sure I make, I guess, decisions based on my passion rather than, you know, like, monetary or simple, simple types yeah. of things to, to avoid the feeling of like selling out. Okay, cool. Um, final question here, just maybe we can end this podcast with a more uplifting uh, kind of story here. Uh, but what was the, was there a singular moment that you like, that you have that you knew like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is like, I want to do music. I want to draw. Uh, in, ga- in Gaines' case, I want to film. I want to take photography. Like, what was that singular moment? You're like, you, this is. The, I am definitely doing the right thing. If yeah, I'll, I'll give you guys time to think about that, or if you guys just want to go, yeah, yeah. I'm down. You want to go? If you need uh, to go. Yeah, I can. Um, it was like I had bought my mic, like to record music i started you know really like i would basically i lived in the dorms and in the basement they had practice rooms for uh like musicians because it's like the musician's dorm so there's like you know like 10 practice rooms down there i reserve one that has a table in it i just put my mic down put the computer hit record do whatever you know and um i think the moment that really like i was like man this is this is great. It was probably when I dropped my first album and, you know, it's not at that moment, I was very proud of it. And I was very happy with like, you know, the way that I was able to do this like 10 song project and like, just put it out there and be like, yeah, I did it. Um, and, you know, like there was a lot of flaws with it. Cause I didn't have my technical ability, like very down. So you know, it's not something I'm super happy with now, but like, you know, in hindsight with that time, I was like that, that was impressive to me. And so at that moment when it was like, you know, I got to drop this album and, you know, people got to experience like a full body of work. Like, I kind of feel like it's like a, like an art exhibit, you know, where it's like, you can, like, I don't know how you feel about that, Bryce, but like, you know, you could sell a painting. No, no, I agree. Definitely. Yeah. And like once you have this full this full thing that embodies like everything that you've been like working towards, it feels really rewarding for like just the ability to let people experience that. And so, yeah, my first album sucks. And every time I come up with an album, like I do have this moment, like when I see it on Apple Music, because I use Apple Music. But, you know, when I see it and I'm just like, like, damn, I did that. And like, you know, it's it's a good feeling to like do that for myself and then do that for the people who want to hear it and just hear their reactions to it. It's, it's a rewarding feeling. Okay. Um, and then like when, when you were going through that process of your first album, were there like, did you like have any like doubts or anything? Like what was it like, you're like, was it, has there been like, I know, I, I don't know what I'm getting out of here, but it's like, has there been any times where it's just been like, I don't know if I should be doing this like during that process and then like that time was like a snap was like no this is like this is what I'm this is what I'm going to do was that was that how the process went or 
I had a lot of those moments. Yeah. Um, I don't really get those moments anymore, but yeah, like I think a big problem I really have, and I th- this is like another like a tip I would say for artists in general is like don't compare yourself to people who've made it. Like, cause you will destroy your confidence like so quick. If I compare myself to you know hmm. Kanye or Drake or and then, and I think with that, especially um for for me when I when I look at like different like podcasts and stuff, like I gotta think, I gotta like hold myself down and think like, this is like the point zero 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 one percent of yeah. like what like this is the top of the top that you're listening to, and like that's like there are like a one in a million. Like you you might get there. Like you like if you believe in yourself, like you can get there. But yeah. I think like at that moment, it's like, yeah, you don't need to compare yourself because it's like you're, you're like you're not like you're just not there yet like that's just like that's a one in a million thing like you you don't know and especially with artists it's it's really one in a million like it's like it's like you're what you're listening to on the radio is the like the top like top of the top like i think that's what you gotta like remind yourself because you gotta also remind yourself that there are like a million people probably doing the same thing that you're doing right now too so yeah and yeah that's like it's a big thing like and even like I've had this like thought where like I'll listen to somebody else's music, like somebody like local that I know, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, damn, like they're making it and I feel like I suck. But then it's like I gotta look at it, it's like these people are shelling out like a thousand dollars for like a whole project. It's like I'm doing everything myself. So it's like, you know, I don't want to compare myself to like somebody who's paying for a service, which is not like that's a thing. Like I'm not saying you don't do that. I'm just saying, like, it's hard to compare myself to somebody who pays for a service when I do everything myself because it's just a different level of, like, work. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, if you're paying for somebody to mix your song, like, they're going to do a good job and because they're, there's money on the line. Where it's like, for me, I'm just doing it for the love of music. And, you know, I, I get paid to do people's songs, um, mm-hmm. which is, you know, like, a different ballpark but like when it's your own stuff like yeah um there was there was a lot of doubts in that first album because it's just like things aren't coming out the way you want them to because i don't know how i'm supposed to do these things but it's like with that technological like skill base that i was talking about before like you know whenever i decide it's a more of a matter of like okay do i want to make an album yes or no and then if Mm -hmm. i say yes then it's like i'm just gonna do it I'm going to, you know, figure out what I want it to be like, what I want it to be about. But I never, I'm like, should I even continue with music? I mean, I did have this like one, like kind of like moment uh, early this year where it was like, before I started making this album, I was like, dude, like, I'm like trying to like justify music. Like I'm thinking about doing merch and merch is going to pay for everything, Mm -hmm. profit, and I was kind of like, I was getting my mind. I'm like, so what's happening with the music? Like, yeah, music isn't returning my investment on it. Cause it's like, you know, I got to pay to be able to submit stuff. I got to, you know, pay for this, pay for that, pay for mm-hmm. whatever. Like, and I had this moment where it was like, is this like really worth it? You know, like for me to like post my music, I can still make music. I don't have to post it, you know, do whatever. Um, Cause I didn't want to like, start diluting my time like really heavily into like making merch just so i felt like there was uh like a profit turning from music mm-hmm. um and like eventually i got out of that where i was just like you know what like i kind of just like not like bank on the idea of like my music like going viral on like tiktok or anything but like if it happens it happens and like maybe eventually I'll save up enough money to just like throw in on merch and not have to do everything myself. Cause I was going to like make the shirts myself, you know, like print them mm-hmm. all. But it's like, if I could just pay somebody to do that and then I could just sell those at a profit, then like, it's a little less confusing or tedious. Um, and then, yeah. So Bryce, uh, going off of the original question, was there, was there a moment that you were like, this is like, this is definitely what I'm supposed to be doing for you. Yeah, um, it was uh, quite a few of those. Um, I was blessed to have a family that like really supports pretty much everything that we do, as long as it's positive and productive. Mm-hmm. 
So um, I just happened to choose art. You know what I'm saying? My people's, my people's like, they was like, hey, if you're gonna do art, you're gonna be good at it. Like you're not just gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna be good at whatever you choose to do. So choose something that you that you love. So I just, you know, say I would like I said before earlier, I just always drew. I would just draw all the time, all the time. And then I guess, um, I guess my moment, I guess, was in high school. And I realized, like, I don't want to want to sound like really cocky or nothing like that. I'm not trying to come off arrogant, but I realized like how much work I guess I had really been putting in compared to some of the other students who kind of just took the classes to take it. You know what I'm saying? I was like in the class, like front in the class, drawing everything. You know what I'm saying? I would beat the professor, I beat my teacher to the drawing, you know what I'm saying? I was just like noticing how much work I was really putting in. And I was like, this is, this is it. Like I found something that I really love. Like I'm actually, I hated school. I hated studying, I hated homework, but I love art. You know what I'm saying? I would approach art the way I was supposed to be approached school, you know? And once I found that, once I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is it. This is what I'm going to, I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. Okay. Cool. And I think like, at, like at that age I feel like that's when like you have to like, kind of like figure it out like I think not a lot of people can do that but like I feel like you you figured it out like you figured out like hey like um this is like I'm not putting the effort into like the the school thing but I'm putting in the effort into art so I feel like um after this like I can I can do this and I think it goes back to the um like decision making of like what you I think just finding out like what your true passion is, and I, and I think um, it it could come then, it could come like now, like but just like figuring that out, I think is like a really important part of like life in general because then like like mm-hmm. that's what you're doing, what you enjoy. So at the end of the day, you want to do what you enjoy, and you you said that you 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 like you said like yeah. I'll, I I want to put in work to something that like I like, and I think a lot of people yeah. are like. They kind of they're afraid to do that, and I feel like, um, I don't know. I just feel like you never know unless you try. Um, but yeah. Um, do you guys turn off? Do you guys want to plug anything? Um, Bryce, you want to go first and plug in like what you or your um, socials yeah. or anything? Um, you follow me on Instagram at art by Bryce. Um, none of my handles are the same. My Facebook is. Bryce Cobb, nobody uses Facebook anymore. Uh, my Twitter is BJ the, the BJ the Art Kid. I tried to be funny, but it didn't work. But <laughs> the Art Kid, so yeah. <laughs> All right, um, and Dom, yeah, you want to shout out your your socials or any upcoming projects? Yeah. Um. So I have like an artist Instagram, but I don't really use that. So just like Young Dom's underscore Y U N G D O M S underscore. Uh, no O and Young um same thing for twitter um that's about it i mean uh i think it's young doms for soundcloud i have a beat tape out there i, I don't mm. post like my actual music though and, and it's on spotify fire. Too, right? the beat tape yeah. is fire. <laughs> <laughs> thank you um yeah and then i have uh this project on december 10th so mm. bryce actually did the, the cover art which i'm so fucking happy with bro that's just Fire. What is it? What's the project called? This album is about to be crazy. <laughs> it's called Blossoming. Okay. Do you uh, want to give them a little preview of like what you what you what like you you got inspired by for this album? Yeah. Um. So I've always found myself like singing a little bit on my albums, and I was like, you know what, dude? Like, I want to try making R and B. So it's a very R and B centralized album, not like a specific style. Like, I tried to get very diverse with the styles. I do a little bit of rapping in there. Um, let me pull up the track list real quick so I can give like a little little breakdown. I mean, it's a lot of it's a lot of love stuff, you know, like talking about different aspects of you know feelings, you know, feeling left out of things, like you know, feeling like you're not like that person's priority. Uh, I was talking with a dude today, and he's like, "Dude, I really love how." on too attached which was the single that came out in october he's like i love how vulnerable you got with it and i was like yeah man like i just try to like give people something to to like resonate with and like relate to um but yeah it's a lot of a lot of you know a lot of r&b <laughs> oh um well it was nice having you guys on uh shout out to again sue having you guys on for this week's episode i would love to go have you guys on for future episodes if you guys are down 
Um, yeah, but yeah, so this is the Double Dance Podcast. Uh, just a reminder, for the next two weeks, we got the Spider-Man ranking next week. And then we also got um, me and Keenan's library, uh, not live reactions, but after movie reactions to Spider-Man No Way Home. And then we're going to go on a break for one month. Um, but yeah, uh, please make sure to follow us on Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, wherever you get your podcast services. Just search up Dumb and Dense. We'll probably be there. Um, and then uh, follow us on Instagram at Dumb and Dense um, for any notifications or updates on episodes. And yeah, we'll see you guys later.